1: Welcome back, friends. This is the Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong, with...
2: How's it? It's Josh Lequai.
1: And today we have a special episode because it is the weekend of Grand Prix LA. Woo! Man, so much fun. I'm tired. Yeah, we are tired. <laughs> uh, and so today's episode is going to be a short one. Uh, we got all of your uh, user-submitted questions last week for the competition, so we're going to be announcing four winners today. Very excited. Four
2: this time, because we couldn't narrow it down past that. Usually yeah. We only do three, so.
1: Yeah, we're feeling generous, and you guys are awesome. So uh, Yes, thanks,
2: everybody, for sending in your questions. Uh, really cool.
1: Also, there are only like... 12, 13 submissions.
2: Yeah, so you had a really good chance of winning. Yeah,
1: (laughs) One in three as opposed to one comment in like 450 on Reddit, so (laughs) pretty lucky indeed. Uh, So we're just going to get things going off. It's going to be a shorter episode today. Next week we'll be back to the full length with deck text and all of that good stuff.
2: So our first question is from Mark White. When you build a commander deck, do you start with an idea or do you start with a commander? Okay, Mark, so super cool question. Um, I I think this is Gonna be tough to answer. I mean, I can just answer it for me. Yeah, answer for you. Yeah, and for, for me. For me, like the way that I start a commander deck literally is I kind of go online and I just start looking at commanders. And then that'll lead me down a path of sometimes I just find myself and I'm just looking at cards that are in those decks. And I just wait until I feel like that spark of inspiration that's like, ooh, that seems exciting. And so I don't really I don't really start with either. I just start with an open mind. And I sort of look at cards, and sometimes I find a card, and the card has a mechanic, and the card itself is not even a commander. And I think, oh, I want to build a deck around that. For instance, Prodigal Sorcerer. Yes, exactly. So sometimes it's like, oh, I want tap ping effects, and then that leads down a road of XYZ, and I do that. Sometimes, though, you see a commander, and immediately a bunch of ideas come to mind for that. I mean, and, and then I build that commander deck specifically. How do you do it, Jimmy?
1: Uh, I, I like to start with a commander. Um, usually I look at the colors that I either want to play or haven't played mm-hmm. or, you know, just like, like oh, I made my last commander green-white, so this one's going to be red-blue or something. Uh, so I always start from a, a, just a choice of one color or two colors and then go from there. Uh, it's also important to note that if you're choosing a commander that's just a legendary creature from days past, like a really old legendary creature or whatever, they weren't specifically built for commander. So you're going to actually come across a couple of different obstacles when you're making that deck as opposed to like the Commander 2013 2014 decks like Kali of the Vast is built to be a commander. Yeah, and it, the theme is built into the, theme the card is built in, and it's free, yeah. yeah.
2: Which means the older cards I think have a lot of potential for you sort of being very unique and building yeah. a deck that nobody's ever seen because they're not so streamlined and so like pointed in one specific direction. Yeah, exactly. I mean there are a lot of great commanders out there
1: and really like the sky's the limit. Um if you're trying to be really competitive then that requires a little bit of research into what works really well, either 1v1 or whatever. Um, but if you're just looking to make a commander and ma- do something really fun, which I usually try to do, I usually try and find a really interesting mechanic on the commander and, and build around that. So when Marchesa came out, I was like, Marchesa and Grenzo were both in the same set. And I thought, these guys are both awesome sort of ideas for potential commanders here.
2: Mm -hmm. I think another way that people, uh, I've heard of people building decks or choosing to build a deck is just going off a theme like I want my commander deck to be all cats. Yeah. Or I want my commander, yeah, exactly. Or I want everything in my commander deck to be like a water creature. You know, Mm -hmm. so, not even just tribal, just like there's a specific theme yeah. to the deck that you know kind of excites people. So I think that's one of the things that's great about C- Commander as a format is just like there's so many different ways to sort of have fun playing in that space and being creative and showing your own personality and your, your own uh uniqueness
1: yeah and i think a really fun thing to do too is if you have you know the resources or the time just come up with lists like you can make like for instance you can make commander decks for all the gods and make them really flavorful and Mm -hmm. you have you know a whole set of theros to increase that flavor as, as well as tons of cards from the past that will help out with including angels and all these sort of like mythical beings and stuff so you can really keep the flavor up and it's a lot of fun Plus, when you play, it can sometimes excite the play group a little more if you're not looking to just like slam down and beat someone turn five or whatever.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we've said this a lot in the past. Like, yeah, there's different. There's a whole sliding scale of like how powerful you want your deck to be, and you know, once you've been playing for a while, you want decks that are all along that scale because yeah. you're just gonna run into different situations. So that can be another thing. Like, I had a time where I was like, man, we're playing with some more competitive people. I need another competitive deck, and so I Joyra. went. To, Yeah, so I went to build a deck that way where I was like, okay, I need to think of an actually strong deck and maybe I'm going to be a little not um, as interested in like theme and fun and I'm going to be more interested in like how powerful is this deck, Yeah, and that's a totally legit way to go too. Yeah, and that,
1: you know, just do what you want at the end of the day, Um, start with an idea and start expanding on it and just, I'd say spend a couple of hours, days, weeks, whatever, just thinking on it and like getting a list slowly together and the deck will build itself, I think. Which is the most fun part, I think, of Commander as well. One of the most fun parts.
2: Cool. So our next question is from MTG Mindslaver. Ding ding. Also, congrats, you've won. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark White, you've won.
1: You guys have all won. Pack yes. stuff, boosters, all the stuff. And MTG Mindslaver, you've won. Come on down. Da 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 da. Woo. All right, play the question. Okay. Is there any cards that your friends play that when they hit the table, you just want to flip it or just punch your friend in the face? And uh, second question is, who's, what's your guys' favorite commander run, like, individually? Flip the table? Hmm. I know that I've played a card once that made someone else literally glare at me so hard that I took the card and put it back in my hand, <laughs> and what then after the game, I took it out of the deck. because the guy, was it? it was Warp World. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's not that bad it's not that bad but the way that craig said it was like do you want this game to take another
2: 50 minutes it was craig yeah and i was like wait it was craig it was right how could craig go about saying that dude <laughs> he has some pretty oppressive decks i know
1: exactly i think it wasn't maybe he was just having a bad day yeah it, maybe he was having a bad match i think it was more he just it the, the card is wild it yeah, yeah. it creates chaos yeah. and like that's my favorite that's it, fun, though. it is fun yeah i guess in that certain matchup uh I guess I didn't fully understand the implications of what would happen when that hit the table. So what? was. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I think another card, and it's funny, both these cards are red, is Blood Moon.
2: Oh, yeah. Blood Moon is the card for me, for sure, that, like, pisses me off the most. Yeah. Just because I don't really have a deck that has a basic lands. Like, yeah. I All... I'm just you have a couple, but most of them are like. You but know, they dual might lands, have like. I have thirty-seven lands, really lands right. in in the deck, and maybe five of them would be basics. Yeah, like you know, so it just turns off like literally ninety percent of the deck. Like that's pretty rough. Um, and then once everything's red, you don't have any cards that can kill the an enchantment. So yeah, yeah, Blood Moon's pretty oppressive. Um, Tough to play against. It's it you don't want to build your deck to beat Blood Moon either. Like <laughs> it's just hard to, and yeah, you know, you, it's you just need. like it's not gonna come up that often. But yeah, when Blood Moon comes out. I also don't like cards that make everybody discard all their cards. Right. I don't mind if it's like everybody except the person that cast it. Because oh, then okay. that person can win. Yeah. But it sucks when you're in like literally and everybody at the table discarded their entire hand. Yeah. And so everyone's top decking. Because it just is like that happened yesterday. Yeah, and it's just like Sire of insanity. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> You know, to me, it's just like, okay, not a lot's gonna happen because nobody has stuff that they can do. Yeah. And so it's like the game's just gonna drag on and like you're gonna draw land three times in a row. and like that sucks in Commander because, you know, you draw land, you play it. You have nothing else you can do. You say go, and then it's like thirty minutes before you get to go again because it's commander or yeah. whatever. You know, ten minutes or something.
1: Hopefully, those turns will be a little faster because I'm just like somebody win game. at that point. Like, just, yeah.
2: But that's the problem if with Siren of Insanity is that you know Does the person w- who cast it had to discard yeah. their hand too, so they can't even kill everybody.
1: Also, color is red, red black, but red's in there. Yeah,
2: I don't. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think maybe the one of the other cards that makes me want to flip the table is. It's not one card specifically, but it's a deck that's just heavy control. That's just like you know everything you play is going to get countered. Yeah, like Tower on Sky Summer, where yeah, yeah. the deck is all mono blue, balance. Yeah, mono blue. Yeah, it's you vicious. know I
2: don't mind having one player at a big table. That's that's that because they yeah. have to choose. Yeah. So if you know there's a five person game and somebody's playing mono blue, that can be okay because you can sneak some stuff through. Yeah. And you know you can you can do it, but if you're playing like in a one on one, or Ugh. if you're playing like a two headed giant, yeah. or you know teams then the mono blue deck is super powerful in that situation because it can just point all its stuff it's like having it's like if you play league of legends or or a a, a mmo where it's like you know it's like having a support class right you know which just makes the other whatever it teams up with like so much more powerful yep um the other question from mtg mindslaver was what's our favorite commander to run
1: oh by the way is mindslaver a card that makes you want to flip the table considering that's in, in his name
2: <laughs> uh no, not really. Yeah. I mean I I'm fine with it because usually it wins. So it's just like that's, I don't mind losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at all. It's yeah. just like, oh god, if we're gonna play for two more hours and nobody's gonna really <laughs> be able to do anything, then that, that I don't like that. Um my favorite commander trend, I don't know, you answer first because I gotta think about it. Uh mine's definitely Marchesa. Oh yeah? It's because
1: I get to play with everyone else's deck. You you there's so much to Yeah, so it's like it's always a different experience. Um it requires a lot of precision and planning, I think, mm-hmm. um, and it's got con- it's got some consistency. It's really bad turns like one through four, but mm-hmm. past that, it's pretty solid.
2: It's pretty, yeah, yeah. That's a fun deck. Um, I think mine is my Tim deck. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's it's just nobody's ever seen it. Every time I play all the cards, people are like, "What is that doing?" Yeah, like, exactly. What? <laughs> and so that's sort of it's just fun. I guess that shows the Johnny and me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. That's my favorite deck. <laughs> okay, our next question is from Jack Herbanis. You're a winner! Winner, winner, winner. Chicken dinner, congrats All right, go Jack. To the question. Will we ever see competitive Commander tournaments or will Wizards ever put it in the Pro Tour? Uh, not yeah. the, Pro Tour. the Pro Tour. The Pro Tour thing I think is definitely no or at least not for a long time until it, the format would have to change somehow, I think. Yeah,
1: there are competitive Commander tournaments. That's uh, stores, true. I think a lot of stores take it on themselves to host like a Commander night or a league. Um, and sometimes and I
2: think that's happening more often because mm-hmm. Commander as a format is growing. It's growing in popularity. Yeah. a lot of people are sort of learning about it. And um, also,
1: anyone that has a significant Magic collection or has played Standard can make a Commander deck. Yeah, exactly. You know, like everyone has access. to A lot to of people, it. I
2: think, enter the game through Commander too because it's yeah, casual that's format. That's how I entered. Yeah, and a lot of you see your friends sitting around in a circle, like laughing and yucking it up, and they're not like being super serious. Like, yeah. If you see two guys like scaring, staring at each other and being super serious and like just sort of card getting, riffling. It, ch- 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that be like, mm, I don't know if I want to play that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if everyone's like sitting around and having a beer, laughing, yeah, and like yeah. laughing, then it's like, oh, that looks like fun. I'll try that. Yeah. Um, also, so-
1: there was an announcement recently that uh, FNM is going to have a lot more yes. sanctioned tournaments, and the the list that they put up of different formats you can play now is. It's everything, so it's including Commander and all sorts of fun stuff. So I think Commander is. De- I mean, Wizards One has recognized that Commander is an awesome format. They yeah. they print product for it, uh, which is as official an endorsement as you can give it. Um, the thing with Commander tournaments is it's tough. It's up to your local game store to set a the rules, the ban list, uh, like the Mulligan rules, and like all these sort of small things that because there's no official rules, you know, yeah, for exactly. the game um like can you go infinite and some some stores do this cool thing where it's like you get points for point limiting system. players yeah. yeah or you you lose points for going infinite or winning before turn four yeah so it kind of in, it's kind of like a safety valve to make sure that it's not just because you can make something super broken
2: i mean for me if i'm going to play competitively i'd rather play limited or or standard or something just competitor or commander as a format just wasn't really designed for it but yeah. you know it can be fun uh but there'll usually be some rules in place to sort of keep it on the rails because yeah. com, just the deck power can just be so so varied for yeah. Commander that it's just hard It's hard to sort of standardize it for a tournament. But, you know, there are definitely are competitive events for, for Commander if you just go to your local uh, gaming store. And if yeah. they don't have them, you can ask them and you can find stuff online that sort of give you some basic rules for how to run a Commander uh, competitive event. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, our next question is from Dan Locke.
0: Ding
1: ding. You won
2: as well, Dan. Congrats.
0: Ding ding ding. You're our ding, last ding, winner ding. of today.
1: You're the best.
2: Our final winner of the day. <laughs> Here's I, the question I, I just like my game show. Voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like it too. On to the question. Hey, guys. I love the show. I uh, just discovered it recently over the last month or so. So I, I've been able to binge a little on all the episodes, which has been really cool. So I guess my question would be how do I manage. The politics of playing a mean deck. You know, I, I feel like there's a point where my playgroup just won't play anymore. So, how do I, as someone who really enjoys the mechanics and uh, complexity of decks like Rabinia or Haleva or like the Gaddock Teague deck you guys broke down a little while ago, how do I, as that type of player, um, still play decks like that without people just completely shutting down and everyone just immediately gunning for me and teaming up uh, before the game even starts? Dan? You're a terrible, terrible (laughs) (laughs) player.
1: How dare you play something mean that helps you win the game?
2: (laughs) No, it doesn't make you terrible at all. not at all. Yeah, I I think, you know, you always have to manage your play style within your play group, and you have to sort of weigh things like, you know, well, I mean, we're not there, so we don't know how badly it's upsetting the people that you play with. And there's, there's sort of like two options or two things to think about in your mind, which is like, if they're reacting in a certain way to the type of decks you're playing, you know you can't change their minds about how they're going to react. Like, yeah. That's just the way that it, the life works, right? So <laughs> it's within you. You can either say, well, I need to find new people to play with or I need to change the way I'm playing yeah. if I don't like their reaction to it. I mean, it's just there's, there's not really a good way to just keep playing mean decks that they don't like and have them suddenly like it. Yeah, and it's the fastest way to lose a friendship. Is if you're like,
1: here's the thing: you're a terrible person. If you play a mean deck, your friends are like, "Hey, man, like, you know, like, none of us have this kind of effect that really dominates the board in the way that yours does. Maybe you're like, I don't know, just some way could mitigate it." And
2: you're like, "No," then you're a terrible person. I mean, I don't think you're a terrible person. <laughs> you're just, yeah, that's just not like what's going to change about that. You know, looking forward into the future, that's going to like what are you asking them to do and what are they asking you to do yeah. and which one's reasonable and which one's not and if you don't want to play a different way and they don't want to play with it that's fine you just have to go your separate ways with your magic life like or yeah. your commander life you know yeah. so but i think also like here's a good way something i've 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 used is like you play something and people complain about it and then you you know you go okay but here's some ways you could maybe fight it Right. you know and you help them sort of tune their deck or change their deck in a way that they have a fighting chance against you, you right, know? right and and that will make them maybe feel like oh I can combat that deck um I know you mentioned like people teaming up on you beforehand based on your commander there's there's some tricks you can use here one was we talked about in the Neku- Nekusar episode which is I hid the nekusar in the deck <laughs> and use chromat as my commander so that it's hard t- you know people don't hate on chromat. Mm-hmm. So they don't know, you know, that it's the Nekusar deck. Or even if they know it, they don't know when you've got it. Yeah. It's not as scary when it's like, well, sometimes I don't draw it. So you don't know if I've drawn it or not. Yeah. So that's one way. Another way is you could build commander decks with the same commander, just two different versions of it, and they don't know which version you're playing. One's the mean version, one's not. Oh, right, right. And that can help mitigate.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, like, so my Marichasus deck is all about threat and effects and stealing other people's stuff, mm-hmm. sacking it, and then having come back as mind Pretty much permanently, mm-hmm. uh, and people, you know, have very varied reactions to that. Some right. people are like, "Cool, all right, sweet, I'll play my next threat." Some people are like, "Dude, that's that's my commander. You, I can't get
2: it back right now because you put a like a whisper <laughs> silk cloak on it." <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> when somebody turns off your whole deck by stealing your commander, yeah, and just um, sitting there on their side.
1: So I mean, like the, it's also like the mentality I go into playing the game. If it's like I'm going to play this one to have fun and see if I can make some cool interactions and still try to win, mm-hmm. or if it's just like I need to win, I'm going to do what it takes. And like just having different places. I mean, you're going to play a lot of games, Commander. You don't always have to go into it being like I'm going to do my absolute best to crush. Right. And of course, my players would be like, uh, "What are you talking about?" But it's fine. Like you know, you can bring out your inner Johnny or Timmy when you're playing to mitigate if other people
2: are showing you, you know, like negative emotions towards what you're doing. Or just build another commander deck. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the best way to do it is like you have to pay a cost if you want to play the mean decks all the time and not make your playgroup mad if they are yeah. getting mad. And the cost might be that like once in a while you have sort of a, a deck that maybe isn't as fun for you to play because it's a little more dirtly, it's a little, you know, less mean or less what we'd call competitive, you yeah. know. But that's your that's just the price you may have to pay sometimes to allow you to play the mean deck, because if you just play the mean deck all the time, yeah, then no i can either. understand people being like well i just don't have fun playing against you yeah. but if you play the mean deck like you know 40 50% of the time and the other 50% is like a fun deck or whatever those percentages are just made up you have to find the sweet spot for yeah. you but that can help sort of mitigate the amount of like negative negativity coming at you because it's like okay he played the mean deck but then the next game he pulled out that other fun deck and we right. had fun and it's like you know some so that you're not just, like, mean all the time.
1: Yeah. And I'd say the chances of you and someone else having a similar mentality when it comes to playing a deck that's there to do a good job at winning the game is going to be pretty high. I mean, you're not going to have four people around the table and everyone's just like, let's only play fun, dirty decks. There's right. You're going to have natural-born competitors in everyone. And, like, you know, it's your play group. It really comes down to, like, do you want, is your play group something that you want to keep and foster? In that case, take active steps to making sure you don't destroy that trust between you and your friends, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, we get this question. This is probably the, one of the most asked questions. It's yeah. like how to sort of, really the heart of the question is like, how do I make my friends play how I want to play? Yeah. You don't. You, you <laughs> don't. You can sort of like slip and slide a little bit. Like, Yeah. You
1: can push people a little bit one way. A little. Yeah. You know,
2: you're playing within the margins here. You're not going to change somebody's personality. You're not going <laughs> to make them like something they don't like. Yeah. So Not everyone's going to
1: like red like me.
2: You just have to barter you know, that's basically what it is. Like, yeah. I'll trade you, me playing the mean deck once in a while. Uh, in exchange for that, I'll play a deck that's a little more fun once in a while. And mm-hmm. like, if you're not willing to do that, that's fine, but you just have to go find maybe a different group to play with. Yeah. Uh, Which
1: is not the worst thing in the world too. Just, I mean, everyone's situation is different. Like yeah. everyone that we play with are our close friends. So yeah. it's very important to us that we make sure we mitigate this always. And, you know, understand what's coming on what of the table and just sort of almost living with it, too, for a bit. Like, we play with all kinds of competitive players and yeah. non-competitive, and, like, at the end of the day, I think it makes me a better player to play against someone that is actively trying to, you know, do a good job because it makes me look at my deck and actually think about what I'm doing and what cards are in there, and, you know, every time I play a game, it's really exciting to be like, this didn't work out. Why Should not? Should I change out this card? Should I change what it? What card's better? Yeah, what happened in this situation over the course of the night? What did I see? And, like, you know, you can really mold your play style and just become I think a stronger player and I think to me that's really interesting
2: yeah no good point really good point yeah we have a runner-up question um this is Vincent Trong uh Vincent plays at our LGS we saw him at the GP yeah Vincent you've already drafted with him yesterday it was fun yeah Vincent you've already uh, gotten some stuff from us so you know you you're a winner but not of a prize on the show (laughs) but you're a winner because you're about to have your question played on air go 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 Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Josh. My name is Vincent, and
1: I had a question. How do I get my friends to play Commander?
2: So this is actually a really good question. I like this question uh, a lot. Um, so actually, let's give some backstory. Okay. So
1: Vincent's friends do play Magic. They, like, right. they play ca- casual constructed, so just sort of no ban list, no you know, restrictions as and to what And they play format. multiplayer. They play multiplayer Yeah, with 60-card decks, yeah. and Vincent wants to get them into Commander, but he doesn't know how, and it seems like they're unwilling to take the plunge.
2: Yeah, and, and I think the best way to do this, or one of the best ways would just be to build a couple decks and just hand them out. Yeah. Maybe. That's a really good way. Mm-hmm. Or get try and get one of your friends to play it with you. You know, that's a good way. Um, you could buy the commander the precons. pre-cons. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and each of you just start there. And then you've already got cards, mm-hmm. so got, they're going to naturally be slotting cards in. And I think, you know, here's, here's something... Make sure the first experience, we, 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 we talked about this on Teaching Magic, and yeah. these guys know how to play Magic. It's not the same, but there are some uh, philosophies that cross over. And one of is like, make sure the first few experiences are fun. So yeah. we were just talking about mean decks and stuff. If you want people to play Commander with you, you don't start by like just destroying them. Yeah. You start by letting them have fun, seeing the possibilities of what the format can offer. Yeah. And actually, I think the, the decks coming up,
1: pose a really interesting entry point because yeah. monocolor decks are pretty rare
2: in commander in general.
1: Everyone all the commanders are usually gold cards. They mm-hmm. start out as gold dragons or whatever. Um so I think that'd be a really cool way to start. Like hey, like you guys ever wanted to play monocolor decks? Well, check it out. Let's try a new format and a new sort of deck type at the same time. So it's sort of, it's not just like we're just playing Commander. It's like, no, we're actually, I'm doing something completely different at the same time.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: I think monocolored is really sweet. I think it's a really cool spot because it's also like the, you know, if you have a five player game with the five monocolored decks. How should, sweet is that? How sweet is that? Yeah. yeah just you to, to see, do it.
2: Yeah, we should totally do that when see those all, come the, out. Uh, yeah, all the, yeah, uh, all the ups and downs yeah. of each deck. and then you have your identity like i'm the blue guy you're the red guy and like just you know for that game and it's just like yeah i think that's actually a really good idea and you Um, can swap them off and those pre-cons are coming out pretty soon yeah not to mention like if your friends are
1: into buying for value like those all have valuable cards in them yeah they all have a soul ring they're all going to be definitely worth the price of admission Uh, very rarely are they not um so definitely definitely so vincent
2: pre-cons and Peacons. Vincent's friends, if you're listening, which you don't play Commander, so maybe you're not. <laughs> but give it a shot. You'll like it. Give it a shot, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a great way to spice it up. Yeah, for sure. I mean?
2: Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't be playing how you used to play anymore. Yeah. It's just another option for you to start playing. Like, it, Magic is this thing where like Jimmy and I still draft and play sealed. We played Constructed uh, Standard at the GP this weekend. Like, I tried. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, ultimately... Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So... so, so you can just add this to your repertoire of stuff that you you know that yeah. you do in the world of magic so yeah
1: and it's it's not like an expensive entry point either if you're worried about that christmas is coming up it's all coming out around then ask your parents to get
2: something for you or just get it for yourself i was going to say i don't ask my parents to buy me stuff anymore i just buy them stuff what happened
1: yeah that's true my parents stopped putting a christmas tree up about
2: <laughs> 8 years
1: ago so that's what you have to look forward to kid <laughs> <laughs> All these little kids are like,
2: wait, what?
1: <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Christmas, is real. Yeah. Christmas is real. yeah. <laughs> enjoy it while <laughs> – enjoy actually everything that's not real life-related while it lasts. If you're in school, keep it cool. You're having a blast. Life is good. If you're in
2: school, keep it cool.
1: <laughs> the Command Zone endorses <laughs> education.
2: <laughs> okay, so sorry about the short episode, but we want to announce the winners. We'll be back for a regular episode next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll um, be
1: announcing another contest for this week on Twitter, so make sure you follow us at CommandCast.
2: And at Josh Lee Kwai. And at J.F. Wong. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Keep playing. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries,
0: send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at J.F. Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator.
2: Greetings, humans! (laughs)